Shalom, 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 Akan, Aquafian. So, my apologies. Um, I am back. This is Shirai Yalkana, and I have been MIA for a while now. Um, and if you are can hear, you can probably hear a bunch of noise in the background. That's because the children are playing with their stuff while I try to do a short lesson. And so, I had been working on the um, leprosy podcast, trying to get that all prepared because quite frankly, I understand the concept, but I don't understand the details to it. So I'm trying to go through that thoroughly, but I have been having um, challenges with my devices so that I'm not able to um, access the the document um, as often as I would like, um, pretty much almost never. So when I do, when I get the opportunity, I do hop on there, but I'm working on trying to get my, um, my technical problems resolved um, because my phones, I have like two phones that I usually use and come to find out, like once you like don't have access to them, you realize how much um, productivity you actually use them for and so that's been my challenge because normally I'm like cleaning the house and listening and editing and you know just doing stuff and uploading and it's usually almost all done from my phone except for these recordings um, and it, it just it, regardless so I'm gonna stop running my mouth about my technical difficulties I need to get a computer <laughs> and I need to get my phones fixed so, um, but most times, well, this will bump in the road, will get resolved rather shortly. Um, and so I do not have the, the leprosy podcast complete yet. I'm still working on that, but I wanted to go over Deuteronomy, um, 17 verses 15 through 17. So it should be pretty quick to the point simple and then I figured and it's freestyle so most times will I get everything in if I have something I miss hit me up let me know because I can try to add in little snippets to further clarify and edify so let's get into it um once again welcome to a woman's halakha and I do these podcasts because a woman's Halakha is very different than a man's. Halakha being <clears throat> our walk in the Torah, our walk in this knowledge and this truth and this culture is, is but it's mainly focused on the, the, the Torah, the law, statutes, and commandments. So we have a very different perspective. And so I try to bring a woman's perspective to some of these things. And today's Torah portion covered um, today's the Shabbat, we're getting ready to close out here soon, so I do need to hurry this up. Uh, but it covered Deuteronomy 17. Um, and so let me get into it. Deuteronomy 17, verse 15. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom Yahweh thy power shall choose. One from among thy brethren shalt thou set king over thee. Thou mayest not set a stranger over thee which is not thy brother. So that's pretty straightforward. If 
when we have a king, it's supposed to be one um, one of our brethren, one that the Most High, Yahweh, shall choose. And we are not in any way, shape, or form supposed to set a stranger, a person of another nation, um, over us as king. Verse 16. So this is why I read this. You might think it's unrelated, but what we're dealing with is where the, the, the person that was being given these instructions is a king, okay? So, verse 16, but he, the king, shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt, and to the end that he should multiply horses. For as much as Yahweh hath said unto you, ye shall henceforth return no more that way. Okay, let me go ahead and read 17 and we can discuss it all at one time or I can discuss it all at one time because I'm the only one here. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. Okay, so this this is the meat of it. This is where why I wanted to cover it. This is how it applies to a woman. And it is because... A lot of women who are against polygyny will, or who are newer to the truth and don't have an understanding of polygyny and are struggling with the concept, will look to this verse and say, see, men are not supposed to multiply wives. So you're not, men are not supposed to have more than one wife. But that is not the case. First and foremost, it's because we're talking to a king. So, what does that mean? So, if, if, if so, then does that mean that going to this verse 16 when it says, He, the king, shall not multiply horses to himself, does that mean that the king is only allowed one horse? Think about that. I mean, somebody who is really going to be hard-headed, hard-headed and stubborn will be thinking very narrow-mindedly and say, yeah, they can only have one horse. But think about that. You're a king. You're a king over a nation. And as a king over a nation, nations quite often are forced to defend themselves from other nations. So do you think, nothing about all these old-time movies, do you think that having only one horse for your military because you are in charge of the military it's your military that you're only allowed one horse so do you really think that you can um, effectively consistently dominate over these other nations who are coming to you to invade your land with calvaries. Let alone if you're thinking about those people in India and you're just going up against the horse. I mean, I'm sorry, the elephants. So think about it. There's a person on just on foot fighting and it's only exclusively only your whole army is fighting on land. And just think about it. Just to pull your equipment in your wagons or your carriages that alone 
to move supplies from one place to another would require more than one horse. So it's not saying there's no way, shape, or form that verse 16 can be telling a king, you're only allowed to have one horse, king. No, it's not saying that. Going into verse 17, it's saying, um, neither shall ye multiply wives. So it's the same concept. There's more to it than just the saying, you're not allowed to have more than one wife. There's more of an understanding. The understanding going even further, kind of further when you talk about in verse 17, that he should not multiply greatly to himself with silver and gold. It's all the same Hebrew words of increase, increase. We are talking about Strong's H7235, the Hebrew word Rabbah, Rabbah, okay? And then, you know, when you're talking about the definition of Rabbah or to increase, you know, it's basically saying the same thing, to make large, enlarge. Um, so essentially to make much or many. And you're not going to make to want to have much or many or a great multitude of wives because the fear is of turning the heart away from the Most High. And we see that happen later um, with King Solomon. So this is one of those laws that King Solomon himself did not adhere to and fell victim of exactly, you know, what the Most High was trying to prevent, which is idolatry. Um, and then also it says he should not greatly multiply. So now when you're talking about gold and silver, it says not to greatly multiply, meaning exceedingly over much, like over the top multiply. So I think some people tend to think they see, oh, greatly multiply means, well, you can have silver and gold, but you're not supposed to greatly multiply. But all of this, all of these, these prohibitions, they're all related to the same thing, uh, which is having a king who has all these things and may have and will have multiples of all these things, but that their, their focus and their drive is not solely for these things so you know there's um people out there now that have you know strong um admirations and um love for various horses and so they'll have like a whole collection of horses and that's fine but when it starts to be able to impede like one your diligence in devoutness to the most high or two when it starts to put your this this is a person at king when this when he starts to put those wants and desires of those things that he admires or desires or wants um or admires whatever you want to say um such as a horse or such as women or such as gold and then he's willing to sell out his own people then you're like no 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 your people and their salvation or their and them being lead led in a righteous fashion and them having the protection and safety of their king righteously comes above 
any horse, <laughs> any woman, any amount of silver and gold. So that is where that verse is coming from. So it's not saying men, you should not be getting more than one wife. It does not say that. It was saying, and you can apply it to men also, but king or men do not get more than one wife to the excessive amount that will lead you astray or that turns, don't have your heart be for these things, for other things, more than they are for the most high or more they more than they are for the nation. Because at some point, remember, in the last days, people are going to be turning against each other one after another. So there will be these people that will sell you out in a heartbeat, sell out their own family members in a heartbeat for food or protection or what have you. So those days are coming. And it's good to be steadfast in those disciplines now where you're not going to be tempted to turn away from the Most High to serve other gods or to turn your back and your loyalty uh, away from your nation and such. Although this particular uh, verse in relation to the women was talking about idolatry. Um, but, you know, to not be, to, to, to have a steadfast mindset now, not to turn against the Most High. It doesn't matter you know, I always think about the woman in in Maccabees um, that had the, the ten sons and her and the ten sons were um, executed because they wouldn't eat a bite of pork. So, um, and execu- executed in a vile, deranged fashion. Um but what fortitude that ha- that woman and her sons had to have to know, and especially her, she was the last one to go, to see each one of those 10 sons that she carried and she nursed and she, you know, um, brought up and nurtured to face that kind of death in front of her eyes. So I think a lot of the, what we deal with now is child's play in comparison to what we will be facing and you have to really examine yourself like are you ready for that type of ultimatum when it comes down to it well i think i kind of got on a tangent but when it comes down to it will you deny the most high in order to save your own skin so let me wrap this up because it was supposed to be a shorty um but yeah like that's that's the gist of it Yes, a man can have more than one wife. We see it in multiple areas. One of these days, stay tuned, and I will I will do a podcast going over polygyny. It's just um, I would like to try to keep up with the Torah portions that we read every week and highlight things that relate to women. Um, so. I can bring a woman's point of view to it. And I know there will be some women that will say, no, 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 you don't understand. You're not reading it right. I, you know, came to you from the word itself. I went to the Strong's definition, you know, like 
the ribah doesn't mean it's like it's not like a this is not a prohibition it's talking about men i mean it is talking about king and so you have to put it in the perspective of what it's talking about which is can a king have more than one piece of silver and gold if you if he has more if he doesn't have too much more than a few pieces of silver and gold because you're not supposed to greatly multiply it then it's a poor kingdom and therefore everybody hey mama everybody is you know at risk because then you can't pay your military you can't you can't um pay for your army um you can't pay for protection you can't pay for security or your servants or your cooks or even the cost of maintaining your castle so or wherever it is you live so this that's you know you have to understand and have to put these things into perspective and you have to look at the whole um essence of what it's saying um then you have to accept it and i think that's you know a lot of times that can be difficult for aquafian is acceptance but the fact is is that it does not say what you want it to say and i get that i've been there um but this is not going to be a verse that you can use to disprove the validity of polygyny because it just does not hold up so with that being said i am going to conclude uh i hope to have another podcast out soon but don't hold me to that i I can't guarantee it but i'm surely going to try and right now i'm going to conclude shalom lakan aquafian peace be unto y'all ladies and shalom peace